at your neighbor. Everybody look at a neighbor and say, she may be loud. She may be quiet. She may be slow. She may be fast. She may even stutter. But she just wants to share her heart. That's all I want to do is I want to share my heart with you guys. And like I said earlier, I don't have all the perfect words. I I don't feel nervous right now, but I may look it, I may sound it. You know, I just, I gave it to God. I've been seeking him so much. I just want to share my heart. I've been praying for God to just burn this message inside of me. And you know what? I don't feel anything right now, and that's okay because I trust him. But have I been feeling it before this moment? Yes. So believe me that, you know, don't think that just anyone gets to come up here in front of you guys and preach either. Okay? You guys get the best of the best. Amen? Okay, you guys get the best of the best. So, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All glory to God that I can be up here with you guys. Now, to just share to you what happened a year ago in that year, I just wanted to concentrate on teaching. Like Adolfo would be like, because I think almost a year ago was when Adolfo took over and became the youth pastor. And he would be like, you want to preach? I'd be like, no. You want to preach? No. You want to preach? No. (laughs) I just want to teach. I just want to do discipleship. I just want to do the children's ministry. I just want to do small groups. But you know what? I think God would, I know God would have used me coming up here in front of you guys. You know, and a lot of it was my flesh. A lot of it was just me, my flesh, maybe even my pride. So I did repent, so don't worry about that. But, you know, it's my flesh. Is what am I going to look like when I'm up there? What am I going to sound like? What are they going to think? But you know what? I get the same group at small groups, and I don't know why I have no problem over there, but this is like a bigger deal to me. But, you know, only God knows, and we all have our own little things we got to get through. Amen? So, so I just thank God that by his grace I can be up here today. I can't thank him en- enough. Okay? So like I said before, I just want to share my heart with you guys. Share my heart. So I just want to pray. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, I just give you this time once more. I just give it up to you, dear God, and I ask you to have your way. Dear Lord, every heart in this place, I ask that you search it. Search every heart, dear God. Have your way. Lord, let every word just be anointed by you, dear God. Let it just just get your will done, Lord. Let your will be done in this place, Jesus. Not mine, Lord, but what you desire. In your name, Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Now somebody say, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. The Lord will do it. Now listen. What's in your heart? How do the things that are in your heart, how do they get there? Good question. Okay, it's by what you watch. If somebody's watching rated R movies, if you're watching violence, guess what's in your heart? You have a violent heart. If you anger, if you're quick-tempered, guess what? It's what you're letting in. Maybe some of the video games you guys are playing are too violent. Guess what you're going to be? You're going to be violent. You're going to be impatient. If you're listening to B96 music, booty music, WGCI, La Calle, all those things, I remember from back in the day, okay? If you're listening to that, guess what your desires are going to be in your heart? Because don't tell me, oh, some of those songs are okay, some of those songs are romantic. No. Because you don't want to be placing your heart on those things. You don't want, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you don't want to desire those things right now. You want to guard your heart. 
You understand? You don't want a heart that is lusting. Do you understand what lust is? Do you guys know up in here? Somebody say amen. amen. That's not what you want. You guys need to guard your eyes, and that's guarding your heart. What you're listening to, and that's guarding your heart. So guess what? Out of whatever is in your heart, out of whatever you've allowed into your heart, maybe it's just scriptures, maybe it's just God, maybe, you know, you are in love and on fire with God, and all that's in your heart is just a passion that's on fire for Jesus. Guess what? Whatever is in your heart is what's coming out of your mouth. Amen? Now, I give you guys permission to stand up if you agree with me. I give you permission to shout amen. Ah, I give you permission to shout hallelujah. Maybe even a little preacher. Preacher? <laughs> Whatever you want. I give you permission to communicate with me, okay? So, whatever is in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. Do you guys agree? Amen. Amen. Now, um, I'm going to share a few passages with you, and we're going to move quickly through them because I just want to get to my point with these. Now, a shout. What's a shout? A shout is a sudden loud cry. It's it's a it's a shout is is for you to command attention. If I if I start screaming help, guess what? I'm commanding your attention. No, okay. If I just start crying, ah, you're gonna be like, what's wrong? I'm asking for your attention, right? It's just a loud cry. So that's a shout. Now, three years ago this month in April, three years ago in April, I rededicated my life to Christ. Now, before that year, I had a whole year. So four years ago, I went through the worst year of my life as the backslider. Now, last week, you guys, um, we had uh, Evangelist Jeffrey up here, and he was sharing with you about the, the demons that come back and try to take control of you. Guess what? I was like, oh, brother, that happened to me. You know why? Now, a lot of you guys don't know this stuff. So let's share a little bit, whatever God says right now, okay? So now, four years ago, I was serving the Lord, like many of you are now. But guess what I decided? I decided to listen to the voices of my family. Family is a good thing. You can never get rid of family, right? Okay. So family is a great thing. I went on vacation. You know, family came here. I went out to Florida with family. So for a whole month, I'm just with family. I love my family. You know, God gave them to me, cousins, aunts, uncles. But guess what? They they had an influence on me just with their voice, just with their words. And guess what? I was listening and letting it into my heart. I took myself out of the church for that month. That means I was no longer hearing the word of God. I knew that I should have been spending time in prayer. I knew that I should have been spending time worshiping God and reading the Bible, but guess what? I was compromising. I was saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it next week. And a lot of you guys can can relate to that because you've done it. So during that time, guess what? My cousin's saying, oh, just have a little sip of my drink. It's okay, no problem. Well, guess what? During that time, I had no one discipling me. Hmm, what's discipling, you say? Well, to be a disciple means to be a follower of Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, so to be a disciple just means you're going to follow God. means you're going to put him first. means that if you're following Christ, guess what? You're born again. That means you've confessed with your mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. You rose from the dead, and you're coming back to judge me. Guess what? When you say that, you hear it. When you hear it, it goes into your heart, and you believe it. The Bible says you'll believe with your heart. 
Once you believe Jesus Christ died for you, guess what? You're no longer going to keep on sinning. Does that make sense to you? If you believe that Jesus Christ, that this man gave his life for you, you're going to want to do everything to please him. To be a godly person means you don't want to hurt Christ anymore because you already did it enough before you were born again. Once you become born again, guess what becomes alive? Guess what gets life? Your spirit. Your spirit and your spirit is your connection to God. Now, without being born again, guess what? You're just living in sin. And because of the sin in you, you're apart from Christ. That's why Jesus had to come down and die for us to reconcile us into a relationship with, with God. Now, you may say, well, I'm, what do you mean living in sin? I'm not out using drugs or I ain't, you know, cursing or blah, 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 or on the streets or I'm not, you know, sleeping around or something like that. If you don't have a relationship for Christ, you're in sin. That's it. It's simple. You're apart from God. Now, just because you're a good person, guess what? Just, just being a good person doesn't get you into heaven. Now, there are people who say they're a Christian who are not going to be going to heaven, but it's another story. But this is about you. So we're not pointing the finger at anyone else because this is about you right now, okay, individually. Okay, because, yes, there may be hypocrites in the church, but guess what? There's a lot more hypocrites in the world. Mm, I learned that from someone smart. (laughs) Okay, so. Amen, I will. Okay, so. To be born again, guess what? Before I was born again, I lived in sin. I did what I wanted to do. Whether it was just not praying, just not spending time with God, I did what I wanted to do. Whatever pleased me, whichever way I had to do it, I did it. Okay? I um, I was a liar. I was a big-time liar. My friends would call me up and be like, what should I say to my parents? And I would come up with a lie. Like, that's sad. And it's scary. Like, I was a liar, and I used people. I was never real. I was, you, you, a lot of, a lot of you guys, you know, I'll tell you what I used to do. You guys be like, you used to do that. That doesn't seem like you. I can't believe it. Well, guess what? I did do things like that. And that it, praise God that once you become born again, you become a new creation and the old is gone. So amen that I don't look like that anymore. And you can't see me doing those things. So you may say, but I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I may not pray. I may not have God in my life, but I'm a good person. You know, I do believe in Jesus, but, hey, I still want to live my own life. But guess what? It's not about you. It's about Jesus, and it's about putting him first. If you believe in him, then why not just put him first for once? Okay, so to be born again means you've confessed Jesus as your Savior. You believe it in your heart because once you believe it in your heart, you don't go on sinning. So before I was born again, I sinned, I sinned, I sinned, I sinned. And guess what? I knew it was wrong. And being raised Catholic, you know, go to the priest, you know, ask, ask for forgiveness. He would give me the ten Hail Marys. I would say them, and then I would do it all over again. I didn't have a relationship with Christ at all. It was just religion. It was just religion. Just religion. And guess what? It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. That's right. So, and commitment. That's right. So before I was born again, is you sin, you sin, you sin. You don't, you know, you don't acknowledge your sin. You don't, um... You don't repent of your sins, but guess what? Being born again, yes, I still sin, but it doesn't even compare to the way I used to sin before. So now if I sin, guess what? I have access to Christ by being born again and through his blood and through the relationship that me and him have. have. See, I stuttered. I told you I would. Okay, so I I have a relationship with him that if I do sin, 
I can repent and I keep going. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I have fallen short of the glory of God. And by his grace, like I said before, I am here today. And I thank God for that. Now, let's see. What's my notes say? Okay. So, let's turn to Matthew chapter 20. And when you get there, please say, I'm there. Okay. So, Matthew chapter 20 is about two blind men. Okay? Two blind men. So, let's read. Starting in verse 9. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Somebody say a large crowd. A large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. There they are. Two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, two blind men, they can hear, but they heard Jesus going by. They didn't see him. They heard him. So Jesus is going by. And they shouted, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Guess what the crowd did? You guys could be the crowd. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. Shut up. Be quiet. And what did they do? But they shouted all the louder, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Mm, That's going to get someone's attention. Okay, so Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Now imagine if these two blind men wouldn't have shouted. Imagine if they did shout that first time, but after the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, they would have listened to the voice and the shout of the crowd. Now they didn't. And what did they do? All the louder they shouted. Is that what it said? Yeah. Okay. So many of you guys have that family that I have, you know, who's telling you to be quiet. Why are you worshiping? Why are you going to church? You know, a lot of them don't even believe you, you know, or you're, or you're starting to point things out in their life. That's not okay for you to do. You say you believe in Jesus. Why are you doing that? Guess what they're doing? They're rebuking you. They're telling you to be quiet. They're pointing out the mistakes in your life. They're pointing out the weakness in your life. They're not looking at the love you have for Jesus. They're looking at the bad in you. So that's why, you know, I tell you guys to to just guard the way you do certain things, you know, because parents, family, friends, you know, they're going to point. They're going to point. They're going to point and they're going to judge. But you know what? We keep shouting for Jesus. We still keep shouting for Jesus, and we won't let anyone tell us to be quiet. Okay. So I will tell you more. In John chapter 12, as you guys turn there, this is fun. Is anyone having fun? Because I'm feeling fun. Like, this is fun. (laughs) Okay. So John chapter 12, starting at verse 12, the next day, The great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And they took palm branches. You guys have heard this story before. They took palm branches. What are palm branches? Just 
sticks, leaves, well, this branches, the palm branches, um, were, were a sign of, of triumph, of victory. And now Jesus was now one who was going to conquer through the cross many powers and principalities, you know. So them putting this out is a, is a sign of victory. So they took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Now, how many of you guys have that shout in you? Okay, because Hosanna is a Hebrew expression that means save. Somebody say save. Somebody say Hosanna. What does Hosanna mean? Save. And it became an exclamation of praise. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, you know, what a beautiful thing to see, to see God as someone victorious. Especially if you know that God is victorious in your life. See, if you're not sure, if you're not sure that God is victorious over you, that's sad. That should put the fear of God in you and into the many others who do have Jesus. Okay? So now, you know, if you look through the Bible, there's many stories of people just shouting praise to God. If you look at Psalms, like every third or every other Psalm, it just talks about shouts, shouts of praise, shouts of joy. You know, so... When we say when we say shout, when we say lift up your voice in prayer, you know, in warfare, it's you know what? Because not only does it bring death to your flesh through your shout, you know, you're 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 unashamed, you're shouting. Okay? Not only does it bring but guess who else hears you? Those those principalities, those evil spirits hear you, and guess what they have to do? They must flee. They can't stand you praising God. So I do pray that that you guys have just this shout of prayer, this shout of love for God. Because remember, if you don't have that shout of love for God, it's because of what's in your heart. It's because of what you're letting into your heart. Now, many of you, you either you either have God or you don't. You're either living for God or you don't. There's no in-between. There's no one foot in, one foot out. You're either cold or you're hot. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now, if you don't have this shout of praise, guess what you have? Let us turn to John 19. Now, John 19, starting at verse 2. Here's when Jesus got arrested. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him in the face. Now, I said, many of you guys have that shout, that shout of praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, Savior, Savior, you're victorious. But many of you have even the, the shout of the blind men. Jesus, Jesus, Son of David, help us. Restore us. That's two shouts you can have. Or you have this, mocking the Lord, striking him in the face. And you could be like, no, I love God. I believe in him. I wouldn't do that, but let's continue to read. Now it says, once more, in verse 4, Pilate came out and said to the Jews, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. 
So he's bringing Jesus back out to the crowd. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns, the people, uh, and the purple robe, sorry, Pilate said to them, here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. Verse 15, after Pilate goes to talk to Jesus, brings him back out. But they shouted again, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate says, shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answers. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. Now you can say, I told you. You you can be telling me right now in your head. I told you, I believe in God, I ain't crucifying him. Guess what? When you live in sin, that's what you do. When you backslide, guess what? It's like crucifying him all over again. Remember we talked about this? Okay. So you're going to be like, no big deal. Jesus, Jesus rose from the dead after he got crucified. Guess what? You think it was easy hanging on that cross dying for us? No. He took away all of our sorrows, our sicknesses, and our sins. Yes. If you're in the one-on-one class, you would know that. Now, Jesus Christ took away all this pain, all our sufferings. Every single one of us, from the past, from the present, and the future. He took it all in the cross. He was overwhelmed, overwhelmed that he was crying out to God, take this cup from me. Come on, guys. It wasn't just really easy like flowers and daisies, and it was all rosy and peachy up there, you know. It was, it was, it, he was a sacrifice. You know, he shed his blood. He died for us. You know what? He did go through pain. He was broken for us. Because if he wouldn't have, guess what? We'd all be damned to hell. Is that bad to say? No, wait. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so, um, crucify him, crucify him is what they were shouting. Now, I told you, if you're living in sin, that's what you're doing. It's like you're putting him back up there on that cross, uh, hammering hammering those nails into his hands. Now, let us look at Luke chapter 8. So I want to explain to you who else has a voice, who else has a shout, especially a big shout against you, and that's the devil. Because what's the devil's job? is to kill, steal, and destroy. And who does he want to kill, steal, and destroy? Us. Us. Children of God. Now, I told you about being born again and what it means and how you become born again and what happens. Now, um, the Bible says that if you do what is right, knowing that it's right, you belong to God. You are a child of God. But if you do what's wrong, knowing that it's wrong, you are a son or daughter of the devil. It's simple. It's one or the other. You're either either following Jesus or you're following the devil. And you might be like, the devil? I don't even talk to him. I hate the devil too. I'm scared of him. Well, guess what? You are not living for God. Guess who you're making way for? The devil. You're not pleasing God in your life and with your heart and what's in it and what you're letting in. Guess who you're pleasing? The devil. Now, so I'm telling you guys that, you know, these demons, these, the devil has a voice. And it's just to lie, to accuse, and to put doubt in your head. And guess what we have to do? We have to have a, 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 
a voice that's louder. That's why I say when we pray, when we do warfare, when we rebuke the devil, it's loud. It's with a shout that they may flee, that they may know we are serious because, devil, get out of my life. No, it's not going to happen like that. Guess what? He's going to bust that door open. We've got to be bold about it. We've got to take the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. Now, there's no such thing as ghosts. Somebody asked me that the other day. There's no such thing as ghosts. I'm telling you right now, there are demons. There are demons. And there are angels. And, yes, they are around us. So ask yourself this, and only you know. What are you living for? What are you living for and what's around you? If you're doing good, you're living for God, guess what? He has his angels protecting you. Don't doubt that. And if you're not living for God, you're pleasing the devil. Guess who he has around you? His demons. Come on, somebody. All right. Luke chapter 8. They sailed to the region of the (laughs) Gresens, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of man? Son of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torture me. Okay. (laughs) So, here he is. This man, captured by demons. Demons have possessed him, shouting to God. He recognizes Jesus and the power that he has. Son of the Most High God, what do you want with me? I beg you, do not torture me. Guess who that's talking? Who doesn't want to be tortured? Come on, the demons. You think God, Jesus was going to torture this man being possessed? No. Those demons don't want to leave. Now, for Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Verse 29. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, what is your name? What does he say? Legion. He replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large, so who's who's asking God not to make them go? The demons. The demons, do they have a voice? Are they talking here? Okay. So a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. And the demons begged Jesus to let them go into them. And he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the, out of the man, they went into the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. Now, they wouldn't have gone into their pig. They would have gone into someone else, okay? So you see here that... Um, Guess what? The devil's on a prowl. He's on a prowl to capture you, to 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 get you in bondage. Um, why? Why? He knows his time is short. That devil is working overtime with his demons to make sure you don't make it to eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. But guess what? 
I don't tell you this for you to be scared and you be like, oh my gosh, there's going to be demons all around my house. No, I tell you this so that you plead the blood, so that you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to save you from hell, to save you from the sins of this world, of your own life. Amen, somebody? I tell you this, that you guys may become the prayer warriors you know that you should be. Okay, so we've looked at the shout of, of people who, who wanted to be restored to God, people crying out for help, and people just praising God, and then people who are just against God, crucify him, crucify him, they shouted, against God. Now, we know that Jesus Christ had to die. You know, it was planned by God. Now, back in the day of Jesus, they crucified him because they were jealous of him. They hated him. They saw that he was gaining followers, and they wanted to stop that, so they crucified him. But guess what? God had other plans. The reason why he was crucified was for us, that we may have a relationship with Christ, that we may be washed clean. Amen? Now, guess what? There's voices here on earth, and there are voices in heaven. And I just wanted to give you guys... Um, wanted you guys to look at Revelation 19 so that you can see here how we're all going to be gathered in heaven one day. I pray that every person in this place will be gathered in heaven. But really, ask yourself, if you were to die tonight, would you be there? If Jesus Christ was to come back right now, would you be there? So, Revelation 19, starting at verse 6. six it says, Then I heard what sounded like a Great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and His bride. Are we His bride? Amen. And His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Man, can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Now, you know that what's in your heart is really going to determine where you're going to be, if you're going to be there or not. Now, I've asked you already, you know, what's in your heart, and really what's in your heart is, is going to determine if you're there so, what do you need to do? Do you need to change the things you're letting into your heart? Okay. Now, I want to share with you guys my heart. And, and, and just, your heart is your prayer. Your heart is your prayer. You know, I asked, I just texted quickly Pastor Joe today. I said, Pastor Joe, what's, What's on your heart? What makes you? Sh- what, what would you shout out to God? And he said, "Being saved, sanctified, and the Holy Spirit." That's what's in our heart. That's what's in our pastor's heart, dude. That's why. That's why we're here. That's why he's leading us. You know, it's just the fact. I'm saved. Glory to God. That's my shout. You know. Um, now I want to explain to you guys. You know, like your prayers, what you're letting into your heart. You know. And you guys were here when when I did prayer, and um, I put a passage up on the screen. 
and it was this one here, James ch- chapter 4, 7 through 10. And this was my shout. This was my cry. You know, and I really feel like like for the past past year or something, my my heart, my, my prayer has just been, Lord, set me on fire. Because you know what? As, as I pray that, that many of you can can point me as someone who has been on fire, who has been living before God, you know, a life for God. But you know what? I wanted more because I know what it's like to feel the fire of God burning inside of you with such passion that you just can't wait to tell someone about God when you wake up. So that's been my prayer is, Lord, I want that passion. I want that fire to just burn. And guess what? I started to pray this scripture. And because guess what? The devil doesn't play, okay? The devil is not going to, oh, you're a leader. I'll respect you. I won't come your way. Guess what? That's not true. You know, he wants to take us all down. And I believe that, that the higher you get in leadership, like our pastor, he wants to take him down, okay? Because the more he's doing for God, amen? So now, I began to pray this, you know, and just, and just going through my own personal things. You know what? I, somebody just gave me the scripture, man, and it hit my heart. And I was like, that's all I need to do. That's what it's all about. So submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. I truly believe that. Come near to God and he will come near to you. That was my prayer. Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. I want to come closer to you. Come closer to me, God. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I prayed, Lord, may my hands be clean before you and may my heart be pure. Search my heart and any impurity show me, God. And it says, grieve, mourn, and wail. And you guys remember when I was up here on the stage and I was saying, it's, it's, we have the awesome heart of worship in this youth group, and that's awesome. But God has commanded us to love him above all and to love people. And I said, we need to grieve, mourn, and wail. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I was praying that, but I know God put it on my heart. And guess what? I've mourned like never before in my life this past week. And I'll tell you guys more about that later later so now it says change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the lord and he will lift you up now this this is from a letter to a church but you know what i just took this right here personal and i said why not live like this why not come closer to god that he may come closer to me why not humble myself before the lord what is it like for him to lift me up what is it like to grieve, to mourn, and to wail for others other than for myself? Guess what? God, God used the life of a young man that I never met in my life. Now, this is a young man whose name is Fernando. Nobody here knows him, maybe, but I don't think so. <laughs> so... This, is, this was a young man, 23 years old, with many plans. And you know what? If I could dedicate this message to anyone, it would be to this young man. Because you know what? My whole 26 years of living, not one person has, has come up to me to witness to me, has come up to me to share the gospel. No. You know, the people who have impacted my life the most, who have invested so much into me, have been my parents, 
But you know what? But they never gave me God. They never, they never gave me the word of God. But you know who has my pastors, Pastor Joe and Pastor Nancy. You know, and those two people I love and I owe my salvation and who I am today to them. Because I couldn't have done it without them. And I know many of you guys here feel the same. You know, they've, they've challenged me. They've corrected me. And when it's not easy to correct people. You know, they've shown me what it's like to live pure and holy before God, what it's like to be a person who prays, who loves the Lord, who depends on Him. They've, they've taught me what to do if I do struggle, if I ever do doubt God. You know, it's all prayer. It's all that relationship with God. But this young man who I never even met, never even met, changed my life, changed my life. And I ask you today, if you were to die, how many lives have you changed? Through your testimony, through people talking about your life and who you were, how many lives would you impact through that? And I don't say this to put fear in you about death because I don't want you to fear death. You know, but to know that God is living. For you to know that one day you will be face to face with God. What is it going to be like? You know that when we're face to face with God, there's two things we're going to hear. I mean, there's one of two things we're going to hear. We're not going to hear both of them, but there's one of two things we're going to hear. Now, for those of you who know you are born again, for those of you who know you are living for God, I want you to stand up. For those of you who know that, that if, you, if you were to die tonight, you would go to heaven and God has a place for you up there. Be honest. You don't have to show off. I already told you, you have to be born again to get into the kingdom of heaven. You need to be living a pure life before him. And this is between you and God. Now, you guys can go back to your seats, you too. But stay standing, okay? So if you're saying, I'm born again, I know I'm going to see my Savior because one day we're going to see him. And guess what he's going to say? Good job. Good job. I'm so pleased with you, my son. I'm so pleased with you, my daughter. Good job, my faithful servant. Or... Many of you, some of you, many of your friends, many of your family, guess what they're going to hear? You turn these lights off for me and dim those, please. Guess what many of your loved ones are going to hear? Depart from me, you evil doer. That's what the Lord's going to say to them. Depart from me, you evil doer. I want to share with you that, okay, so this is a young man who passed away. The man who just changed my life, you know, who for some reason God chose to use this young man's life, you know, his 20 years of living to just change my life, to bring that burning passion back. You know, not because I'm scared one day I will be in front of God because I've 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 known for the past 3 years that I will be able to enter heaven. So it's not, it's not, I'm a, I have this, I found this, God has given, it's not that God has given me this passion because I'm afraid of dying. It's just because of the influence. It's just because of the shout that this young man left behind. You know, and the different stories that I, that I heard, you know, and his shout, even though he's, he's, he's died, even though he has passed away, guess what? His shout's still going. His voice is, is still impacting lives. You 
Now, one of the stories was that when he went on vacation to Guatemala, he was sharing with his pastor, Pastor, I'm praying out here that God will just open doors, that God will just open doors and use me to witness. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that? You know, a lot of times going going out of the country on a vacation, you just want to have fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you want to lay out, you want to tan, hey, maybe you don't want to read your Bible. But he's praying that he that he may have the chance to change someone's life. The other thing is, um, you know, his friends say, man, he was just so on fire. You know, especially that last month that he was alive, he was so on fire just witnessing, just telling people about God. And you know, when I started singing that song, I feel Jesus. That's a song that that when he felt led by the Spirit in his church, he would grab the mic and he would just start to sing it. How many of you guys today have that heart that you just want to come up here and sing a song to our Lord and Savior? How many of you guys can say, I really love God and everything he's done in my life and he saved me? And I can talk to him and he's listening. And I don't need him to do anything else in this world for me. As long as I can talk to him, that's all I want. And I just want to sing. And this young man would sing, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus in this place. I feel Jesus. That changed my life. To know that a 23-year-old man set apart from this world that didn't look like all the other guys on the streets. You know what happened after his funeral? I went up to three guys saying, making fun of the fact that they're, that they're lazy Christians, that they're backsliding Christians, that they're hypocrites, thinking it's a joke. Yes, I'm a Christian, one guy said, but, you know, it's, it's not real. You know, just laughing. And I'm saying, if you die tonight, would you go to heaven or hell? And they're laughing. And I told them the same thing. You're either going to hear a good job, my son by God or you're going to hear depart from me or you evildoer and you know what a lot of people say is I'll take hell I'll live my life however I want here and I'll deal with hell guess what you're not made for hell you're not made for hell do you understand that this is serious this is your soul this is eternal life tomorrow's not promised for any of us and again I tell you this not to not to bring fear of dying. I don't want you walking around, I'm so scared I might die today. No. It's to bring the fear of what are you doing for God in this life. You say, you are all standing. I don't see anyone sitting down. You're all standing. What are you doing for God? How much time are you spending with him? How well do you know him? How well does he know you? One day you're going to be in front of him. And the last day, before, the last night before this young man died, he changed his MySpace song. And I just, I want you all to close your eyes. And if somehow you can keep your eyes closed as you walk up here, please keep your eyes closed. But I want you guys to know that I love you. I love you so much. And I pray that, that, the, that uh, stay in your place right now. I just pray that, that the Lord will do more in your life than he has done for me in the past three years. You know, but like I said, as your eyes are closed, rejoice, you are saved. Rejoice that you are born again. Rejoice that you say, 
you know, rejoice with that shout of love. Yes, Lord, I have a relationship with you, Lord. Yes, Lord, one day I get to see you. One day I get to touch you and be in your presence with your angels just praising you, God. One day, Lord, I'll receive everything that you have for me. Rejoice. Don't be scared. You know, yes, we're all going to die one day and get to see our, our Savior, but don't lose your salvation. Because like I said, the devil prowls around. He's prowling. He wants to take that salvation that he doesn't have. He wants to rip it out of your hands. And as young as you guys are, you know what? God willing, you guys will live till you're 70, 80 years old. You guys have many years. And all these years, you know what? God's going to do amazing things in your life, and the devil's going to try to attack you. But don't fear, because you are mighty warriors, right? You guys are men and women of God who are going to stand on the word of God. And you're going you're gonna to take the authority that Jesus has for you. So I, just, I want you guys to just know that one day you are going to be in front of Jesus. One day you are going to be in front of him. And you'll get to, to, to ask him anything. You'll get to talk to him about everything. Who knows what we'll remember from earth. He's going to give us all just new things, new, new, a new body, a new just life. Do you guys understand? Every, all the pain, all the tears, all the sorrows, all the mourning, it'll all be gone. So as you guys walk up here, I want you guys to hear the song that this young man changed his, changed on his MySpace. And I just want you to know, you know, Jesus is alive. And you guys are alive. Your spirits are alive. You're connected to Christ. And so I just want you guys to make your way up here and as the song starts to play. And I just, I'm not even going to grab this mic and say anything. And you guys praise and shout however you want. You guys have the freedom right now to just praise God, to shout to this song however you want. And remember that that was this young man's last shout was this song. The night before he died, he put it on his MySpace. It was his, you know, if I go through all your MySpaces right now, I'll be able to tell a lot about what's going on in your life by your different blogs and your 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 about me's and your whatever songs you have on there. You know, what if I did go through all your MySpaces right now? Would, you, would your songs be glorifying God? But I want you to know, one day you are going to see Him. Man, what a joy. What a joy to know that one day we're going to be in the arms of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The song starts to play. I just want you to turn it up, and I want you guys to come up here. You know the freedom. This is shout. What's your shout? What's your heart for God? Make your way up here. Just cry out to God. Jesus, Jesus.
Jesus. Jesus. Jesus. That was this young man's last last shout on earth. The last thing in his heart was imagining what it would be like before our Lord. Thinking of what the Lord's glory would be like, surrounded by your glory, Lord. What will my heart feel? Come on. That's what he was that's what was on his mind. That's what he led into his heart. What will my heart feel, God? Will I dance for you? Will I fall to my knees? Will I be still? Will I shout hallelujah? That was his last shout here on earth. That's what's impacted my life. And Jesus, Jesus. And then, forgive me, but as I looked around tonight, and you guys, not, not right now during the song, but earlier, you know, I pray that your hearts have changed. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your hearts have changed. I pray that you see how real God is. I, I pray that he's done something in your heart. Because one day you will be before him. And if you can't confess him as your Savior now, if you can't raise your hands before him now, if you're ashamed of him now, guess what? He'll be ashamed of you in heaven. That's it. That's in the Bible. That's the word of God. I didn't make it up. It's the same for me as it's going to be for you. The Lord knows. If he knows what's on your heart, he knows what's on your MySpace. You know? If the Lord knows what you're like in school, he knows what you're like at home, he knows what you're like at church. God loves you guys so much. God so loved this world that he gave his one and only son. His one and only son that one day we would be able to be in front of him, guys. As Leilani begins to play this song on the piano again, you need to make your heart right. If you need to purify your heart, if you need to take things out of your heart that have been keeping you from God, just fall to your knees. Let it be between you and God. No one's going to come around and pray. All you need is Jesus, remember? All you need is Jesus. All we need is Jesus. So you make sure your heart is right right now.
guys remember anything from this night if you haven't understood anything else I said understand this all we can do is imagine what it will be like when we see Jesus face to face that's it all we can do is imagine but what you do while you're here on earth is your choice what you do tonight When you get home, when you're by yourself, that's your choice. No one else around tonight when you're when you're about to fall asleep. God will be there though. What are you going to do tonight? Between you and God, that's your choice. What it's going to be like tonight when God's there in your room. You know, it's your choice. What is, what is it going to be like in the morning when you wake up and God's there? Don't compromise. Don't settle. You want God, draw closer to him. He'll draw close to you. Shout. Remember? Shout. Shout. That's it. If you want to live more for God, if you want to do, for, do more for him, shout it out. Claim it. Make him victorious over your life. I just pray that all of us here will just just leave this earth with the shout that Fernando left with. That we will impact lives even after we're gone. It's your choice. Uh, if anyone in this place needs prayer for healing, I want you to meet me up on this stage. If anyone wants to be filled with the Spirit, meet me up here. If anyone just wants to confess out loud that Jesus is your Savior, just come up on this stage. That's it. I'm not going to beg you. You know what's going on in your heart, in your life. If you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to do it tonight, unashamed, then just meet me up here. But if you've all done it already, glory to God. Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.
Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I thank you for your mercy, for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for meeting with us tonight in this place. I thank you for who you are, Jesus, for being so loving, so faithful, dear God. Change our hearts, God. Change our hearts to whatever you want there to be in them, Lord. Jesus. Jesus, give us a heart that is bold, dear God, to be led by your Spirit, Lord. Give us a heart that is willing to look like a fool to this world for you, God. Jesus. Jesus. So many people in this world, God, are willing to get themselves tired, dear Lord, for work, dear God, for sports, Lord, over homework, dear God. But I just want to get tired for telling people about you. I just want to get tired for praising you so much in a day, Lord. 